Mr. Pop. Dark. When the little birds are nasty, and I listen to them too, there's two lonesome people in the whole wide world. That's me and the man in the moon. Hey everybody! Hello and welcome to Miskatonic University Radio, a podcast exploring fantasy flight games as Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm Dane. I'm Dan. Ben. And today, we have a pretty special guest on uh, here for this deck building episode of Deck Building and Dynamite. Our friend, the book extraordinaire, Jeff. A.K.A. Jefferson. Hi. Uh, wait a second. I myself the, special, but hey, here we are. The book extraordinaire? I was not told that it was, that was his title. Oh yeah. He's an extraordinary book. <laughs> So, uh, Jeff, Jeff w- welcome to the show, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, it's good, good, good to have you here. Yeah, it's good to be here. So, we're we're pretty happy to have you here and and to be to be making a deck with you in a second. But I think that maybe some people here in the chat don't necessarily know who you are. Maybe some do. Maybe some don't. I Why can't don't imagine they would. maybe <laughs> chat some a little bit about knows. It's true. Yeah. So Dan is also that. Uh, so you know. <laughs> How, who, who even are you even? Yeah, what's your deal? <laughs> uh, my deal, I think, is mostly that I'm a guy who really likes Arkham Horror, who happens to know Dane. And you had to record an episode today on the same day that they spoiled, like, the return to Circle Undone. So it's, like, kind of a weird buried lead content thing. So I'm assuming <laughs> that's what's going on. Uh, but mostly, I'm a person who plays a lot of Arkham Horror. I like Arkham Horror. I've been into Arkham Files games since the second edition version. So I've played a lot of it. Been playing a lot of the card game now. Used to be really into Netrunner. Then that died. And I, when it I died, would say you're. I would say you're squarely in our primary demographic. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a friend. His name's Dan. He's been on your show before. He and I played a lot of Netrunner, and he kept saying. You should get into the Arkham card game. You love Arkham. You buy all the Arkham shit. I said, no, I only have one LCG. I cannot do two LCGs. He's like, okay, but, you know, you can get into Arkham. And I have some friends. They have a podcast, so that's cool. You should, you know, just saying. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing this. Then that game nope. died. <laughs> which, uh, which Dan told you this? I think we've had several Dans on this podcast. We have one right now. So Yeah, that one. I think he's in the chat. Yeah, no, different, different uh, Dana... I think That's it's right. I think yeah, it's the, the Dan who uh, helped us make a Silas deck quite some time ago. Uh, yeah, the Dan up from your Silas deck. So eventually, uh, one day I came and just said, "Okay, fine, I will play this Arkham LCG." And then everything else died, and I, I've never. <laughs> so, back, so, so you're saying that this this was your last pick in the LCGs, and because everything else died, this is what you're left with? Is that? <laughs> it was my second choice. I don't know. Choice. I, don't know a, choice. I did I don't not know, catch the <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's nobody tell, nobody tell Jeff that there's a Marvel LCG now, or he'll quit. No, or no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I love the I love the Arkham Files stuff. Like every Arkham Files game that came out, of like I played Arkham Second Edition to death. Then Elder Sign was fine, and then Elder Chore. Oh yeah, and then Mansions of Madness First Edition is the game that exists. <laughs> that First Edition or like. Second Edition? First Edition. Oh, is a game. yeah, yeah. <laughs> then Arkham Third, that's great. Imagine the Second Edition, better. And then this, which is, yeah, I, I love this game. This Good one has cards. Yeah, this one has cards. And a story. Yeah. yeah. 
like you go back to man uh, not mansions arkham season not season arkham second edition it's like what is happening They're like jumping through portals <laughs> and there's like every elder god and there's like oh. young sothoth and penguins i guess i don't know <laughs> that was very is. much my experience and i had that exact same thought process i was like so these like elder tor abominations are coming through these portals and i have to seal these portals but also there's like massive mutant penguins like out in antarctica and we have to like hire a sled like full of like huskies to like find them and kill them I, I don't understand those, what's happening. Those here. penguins are the real cool. threat. Like Yogg-Sothoth and whatnot. That's a distraction. The penguins are what you need to be concerned about. Yeah. yeah. But also it's like two Shogas and a fire vampire. I'm I'm down with that. I'm down with that chaos. Like I'm 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 way into that shit. It's the the lack of like a deck of cards that you can draw from and shuffle and stuff. That's I mean, I enjoyed those games, but like this is definitely where it's at because of the cards. I do like the deck building aspect a lot because I like having a deck that I can blame for my failures, even though I built it myself. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I mean, you have the you have the you can game. blame the chaos bag or something. At least you didn't build. Like when you yeah, fail a test of a plus one, you're like chaos bag's fault. Always somebody's fault but mine. Cool. <laughs> now you can build it with blesses and curses. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah, you can. You're like, oh, I didn't use enough bless cards. You know, yeah. that's that's what made me draw the auto fail. No, not enough bless tokens. I, I usually just try to find a reason to blame Ben. Doesn't always work, but it's you know, sometimes it does. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, Jeff's default too. I, I played uh, through the Forgotten Age with him and Dan, and if it if it wasn't directly Snake's fault, it was Dan's fault. Even if it was the Snake's fault, it was Dan's it was fault. Never mind. No, never mind. You're kind of chainsaw. He was infallible. Dan, Dan's in the chat. Dan, why did you make Jeff lose so much? Why did you make him <laughs> fail at stuff? I thought you guys Maybe were because he played Laramie Fisk so much. Dan spent ten years not realizing that we're not actually friends. <laughs> uh, so my other like Arkham related thing, which Dan mentioned about book extraordinaire kind of thing, is my actual technical day job is that I'm a rare book librarian. Yeah. Oh Much no. Your job is. That's yeah. so it's dangerous. Like the seventeenth, sixteenth, and fifteenth century. Dan, why do you have so many dangerous friends <laughs> that like old yeah, books? I mean, if like, <laughs> real reason, we're invited. What are you doing? My knowledge of these horrifying eldritch texts. It is literally my job to know who John D is and who Olas Warmius is and who Petrus of Dacia is. Oh so. my god. If, if if the stuff that happens in the Mythos and in the Arkham Files games is any indication, you absolutely will wind up either like murdered or like uh, turned into some kind of evil cultist. Like there's really no other option besides those two. I mean, how do we know the latter hasn't already occurred? Oh geez. <laughs> because reality is so much. <laughs> well anyway, Jeff, we bit, we brought you on the podcast. A, to talk about your librarian things, because it's very important for us to have a first-hand librarian. Because we have so many scared, scared book ladies and, and various texts that we need to rate to burn guy. at some point. We're, we're going to need to have a system on like, like a hierarchy of, of how badly this book needs to be burned against others. But until we get to that point, let's spin a wheel that our gracious uh, mate Harrison made. Are we ready? Are we ready for wheel spinning? I think we're ready All for right. wheel spinning. I don't know how many. Right. We... Jeff, yeah, I can't spin this wheel, so Jeff. you can just lie to me about what it says. Jeff, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff's prepared to do any of these investigators, so I, I don't know if I agree to that. All right, uh, I think you did. Uh, that's what I was told. We did take the investigators off. Don't worry, that we've already built decks for. 
which increases the odds of getting one of the other ones. Uh, so, <laughs> oh god! All right, I'm gonna go ahead and press the spin button. I almost said well, we should do a drum roll, but then I realized that would be very bad to do on a podcast. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, uh, it is. It's, it's spinning. What's that? Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, it's on Lola. No, it's on Finn. <laughs> it went right past Lola. It was, oh very, it was very close to Lola. Danger. Close to Lola. That was the bullet dodged right there. <laughs> I feel like I told Harrison to just make sure it could never land on Lola. I'm not sure if that actually happens. Uh, in all the, in every Lola, test image, like... every test image that Harrison set it had it showing it landing on Lola. So. <laughs> I said before I... to everyone else that if it lands on Lola, I'm going to pretend my internet crapped out. <laughs> Lost it. Oh, bye. Yeah, so we're doing we're doing a fin deck. Hopefully, hopefully you're ready for that, Jeff. Um, that is less horrible than Lola, so yeah, I can dive on into that. <laughs> have so, you uh, have you ever played a fin deck before? I have. Nice. Um, once or twice. Yeah, I like fin. Uh, Finn's problem for me these days is that other people have come along who are kind of like move. <laughs> you mean throw fin, cards like... not zero to three? I mean, yeah, there, like, there's definitely I, some competition from Trish, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, every time I make a fin deck, it turns into a Trish deck. Yeah, yeah Trish, no, Trish has a similar niche. A fin deck that isn't Trish. Well, I mean, we can make a fin deck. There's, there's a lot of fun. There's ways to take advantage of. I mean, like his, I feel like his unique cards aren't great, but his ability is really strong. You know, like there's definitely ways to make really good use yeah. of that. Oh, yeah. A lot of the time, it's just like, free action draw like two cards and get a money because you've got both like a pickpocketing level two and a lucky cigarette case out and it feels great oh yeah or you just hit auto fail on a haunted location and you just like die but yeah, what, what are the chances of that anyway circle undone uh return to circle undone is coming out everybody which is the thing everyone wants to talk about right now but too bad we're talking about finn yes. yeah it's just, it's just a bunch of tarot cards uh it's fine um they look like the cool tarot cards though uh <laughs> um so uh we also have do we want to try to build this deck for a specific campaign uh or do you just want to build a generic uh fin deck what do you what do you think jeff yeah or, or do you want to make any kind of assumptions about like what what the size of your group you're playing in or the difficulty or anything like that uh let's spin the wheel on campaigns first like Ooh, i think right. it'd be nice to know which campaign we're building for because if we're building a fin deck for circle undone we should probably know in advance do we do we have that do we have that technology we do we, we, do, we do have a deck uh campaign spinner technology courtesy of harrison although he uh told it told him this is it was a very hasty job uh so he wants he wants no criticism on the color scheme or anything like that so please direct any complaints directly to mur.fm or, or mur at comments.gmail whatever it is so let's say the correct one. I'm gonna spin I, this. No, I, I love this color scheme. It really brings me back to my childhood of like hanging out at like a Chuck E. Cheese or Discovery Zone or something in the late nineties. <laughs> the neon green is so bright that you can't actually see the forgotten age. No. I mean, that's not bad. You know, that's. It's actually age pretty good, right? Yeah. No. Forgot... It's been, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take that. I'll take. All right. Forgotten age with Finn. All right. <laughs> Um, the thing yeah. the thing people always forget about Forgotten Age, people always say, like, oh yeah, the Forgotten Age is all agility tests. You gotta have good agility. There's a lot of bad will tests in the Forgotten yeah, Age. You, you can get wrecked by will cards in the Forgotten Age for real. 
Yeah. Cough, 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 the boundary beyond, cough, yep. the boundary yeah, beyond. Yeah, uh-huh, yep. Act. I mean, even the even just the one that like prevents you from moving or exploring or something, it's like a will test and it goes in your threat area, lost or whatever. Oh, um, lost, in lost in the world. Yeah, lost in the world. Yeah, that, honestly, cool. that's that, that's bad for Finn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You cannot yeah, move or explore. Well, there isn't there's also what's the the one that's a will test that gets shuffled into the explore deck whenever you fail it or something, and Finn always draws it. I hate that one too. Uh, yeah. Well, Debbie brings up a good point. So, is this solo or is this group play? Like two people uh, group play because I've never played a solo game. <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. I play two player a lot. Yeah, I usually play two player. Like if I'm on my own, which at the start of the pandemic I bought a laptop just so I could have tabletop simulators background music play from the lobby while I played with the physical cards <laughs> in two-handed <laughs> solo. And that's what I did, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Is there a person here that doesn't know that 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 jingle by now? Do 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 do. It's it's great. It really yeah. sticks in your head. Yeah. Yep. And that's the only reason I got a laptop for Tabletop Simulator, and I didn't use it for any other reasons. And I only played with physical cards. Yeah, I'm, I'm not aware of. Solo. I'm not aware of anything else you'd be able to do with that software other than enjoy the wonderful music. <laughs> I confer. Yeah, so I, I do a lot of two-handed solo, and I do a lot of two-player. So two-player is usually my default. I played four-player like for a uh, campaign. Sure. All right. And I throw oh. chainsaws at shit. Why don't we do two-player then? Play on two-player. So you'll have a partner that will fulfill whatever role you do not fill. What is your flavor of Finn? My general flavor of gameplay is I like killing things. Okay. But if I'm Finn... <laughs> uh, generally in two player I tend to play a lot of flex stuff like I'm 60% this way 30% the other and those numbers add up it's fine um, I mean, you know Finn? like I play fighters who can get some clues or people who can kind of fight and mm. Finn really does the second one better than the first Yeah. like I've seen people who've done the guardian Tommy gun in Finn and good for you but that's <laughs> That's a level of madness I'm not fully prepared for. Yeah, I mean, you you can you can go fighting with Finn. It's just a bit a bit harder. Uh, yeah, he's got like the bow and uh, like haste and stuff like that to make up for things. But I mean, there's also a lot more there's a lot more rogue weapons these days and other and tools for them doing damage. So, I mean, it's it's not that he's terrible at it. It just feels like a little bit of a waste of his abilities because he's very good at evading and getting clues. And you, you can't really do both of those and fight unless you really have to in like a solo build or something, you know? Four and four agility, man. Yeah. yeah, he's good at the occasional bit of damage here and there. But I I just couldn't invest in like actually killing things with him very much. Like the 25 automatic and backstab are the weapons I would consider for him. And that's it. Well, well, honestly, I mean, so we said Forgotten Age. I mean, yeah, obviously, it, it will is still a problem in any campaign, but Forgotten Age does have stuff that you really, really want to evade, right? And even yeah. in the Return of Forgotten Age, they added at least one new set of snakes that you're basically supposed to evade instead of killing, right? It's, it's a... the... Oh, the, 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 it depends uh, on your level. The, the, the set of three where, like, they have Vengeance Zero, and you're basically supposed to, like, evade them till they're all out and then kill them all at once. Yeah. yeah, which is which is actually really cool. I really like those. But it's just to say there were already a ton of snakes you're supposed to evade. Now there's even more snakes you're supposed to evade. So Finn, <laughs> even if you're not going to fight things, Finn can still get clues and evade stuff and be extremely useful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like if you're going to fight those snakes multiple times, you would better be some sort of weird survival knife Yorick build that 
<laughs> that's that's a different conversation. Yeah. All right. So it sounds like you're leaning a little bit under the clues with with uh, more than uh, fighting, right? Yeah. So I guess the last question is: Is do you want to make a level zero deck, or do you want to make a like final build fin deck? You know, like you've gotten uh, whatever experience you need. Zero and talk hypothetically about where we might build to. Okay. Partially because the most recent packs of uh, Insmouth have come out that have all sorts of like upper level cards that I genuinely have not figured out what they do yet. <laughs> so I would sound slightly ignorant on the subject. Because maybe there's really good Finn stuff in there that I don't know about yet because I haven't grokked those. There's some pretty weird cards in there, definitely. Weird is the right word. I was kind of hoping I'd spin on Preston, honestly, and we could talk about a blessed Preston build. Oh boy. I, I love so, Preston. Don't, so, don't yeah, get me so started on Preston. But we didn't land on that. We're on Finn. So <laughs> we're, on, we're on Finn anyway. So what are some cards that uh, you would want to put in, just kind of as your core cards, right? Your, your core cards that are going to fill out the majority of what you're doing as a cluer. Let, uh, let, let me also just remind everybody real quick that this is both a live show and it's going to be a, an audio-only podcast, so let's try to like d- describe things verbally whenever possible and not rely completely on the uh, you know, display of the ArkhamDB. Yeah, should we briefly mention, uh, uh, remind people what Finn can do as his base? Like, he's a 1-4-3-4 sure. he's a, he's a four, four investigator, so high int and agility. He has an extra action where he can evade every round. Uh... He has an Elder Sign ability, and his deck building is uh, zero to five illicit cards, uh, rogue cards three uh, zero to three. So he doesn't have access to some of the high level rogue cards. And he's got neutral cards, and he has five other uh, z- uh, level zero seeker or survivor cards that he can throw in. Right, uh, Finn. Finn lives in the the legal negaverse where things that are illegal for normal people are legal for him, and things that are too legal for normal people are illegal for him. So it's like a fun <laughs> inversion. Yep, makes sense. Yeah, and then uh, he's got his his signature cards. Or he's got his trusty thirty eights, which are some uh, fast guns that do extra damage on enemies that he's not engaged with. So he's encouraged to like evade him or something first. And then he has Smuggled Goods, which is a card that lets him uh, search his deck for an illicit card. Uh, and he can also... Or his discard pile or his deck. Uh, yeah, if he's, and if he uses it to search his deck, he gets to shuffle it back into his deck and maybe draw it again. And then his weakness is the Caught Red-Handed, which is uh, ready each enemy at your location or a connecting location. Uh, each hunter enemy at, at a connecting location moves one location towards you. Uh and if you get shuffled back in your deck, if no enemies move as a result of the effect, that's kind of a. It seems like it's not that bad, but I, that can wreck Finn's day, especially when he's like, "Finn, you need to evade these four enemies this turn, or we're doomed." Uh, wait, no, Finn, don't draw a card off your lucky cigarette case, Finn. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, generally speaking, though, like on on upkeep or something like that, it's not actually that bad because they don't actually like damage him or anything; they just yeah. move on. No, so upkeep is. But, yeah, but it's, it is okay, it's really fine. funny that there's there's situations where like drawing that card can absolutely ruin the entire game for everybody, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I really just hate weaknesses that get shuffled back into your deck. Yes, that yeah, is. That I was is... like, look forward to dealing with this for the rest of your life. Well, I mean, this is one where it gets shuffled back in, but uh, it only gets shuffled back in if it basically doesn't do anything. 
Is that true? No, I guess everybody's stuff at your location and could still get shell back into your deck. So And even if it doesn't do uh, anything, it's just gonna ruin your draw again. It's just yeah. every time yep. just like mess up your lucky cigarette case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Like hey. these roll just like I'm on the board, deal with it. Alright, so yeah, so what are some basic cards that you want to include for Finn? When you think when you think Finn, you think uh, when I think any rogue with a stat, a base stat that is higher than three, I think they should probably have a lucky cigarette case. Just <laughs> that is true. That sounds about right. <clears throat> like, if they have a four in a stat, they were probably going to test ever. Yes, if they have a five in a stat, definitely. So, and if they don't have above a three in a stat, you're going to use why play them, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, then you're in Preston nonsense. Yeah. 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 Why play axe. Oh yeah, yeah. you're probably. Like, you have Dark Horse Fire Axe. I don't understand then, these money builds. I don't know what that is. Then then you're in Prestonville, which is the rich part of town, where the houses look really nice, but it's impossible to get a good taco. <laughs> Somehow that's accurate. Is this an experience you've had, Dan? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the experience that I'm always having. One of the key Finn cards is definitely a lucky cigarette case, because I just think that that's great in almost every rogue, or pretty much anyone can take in. It's great in Finn. Um, mm-hmm. Upgraded pickpocketing is awesome, but I do not love the base version. Yeah. So. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. It's just uh, the fact that it's not fast and you have to kind of like pre-commit to it and spend the money before you know you're getting anything out of it is just, it's just not really worth it. It's so easy to just like upgrade into it later. I think it's yeah. fine if you take I mean, it, uh, but there's just better things that you could put in your deck that'll. Yeah, it's better. it's not bad. It's just usually end up cutting it. Yeah. Exactly. And I think you're usually also thinking with Finn, like, what's your ally situation? Yeah. Because you kind of have two options. So just to, you have other options, but yeah, yeah just, just to, you know, briefly summarize what the cards are doing. You know, pickpocketing is a card where when you successfully evade something, you get either cards or money. And if you succeed by enough, you get both, which is really, really great for Finn because a lot of times he can evade something without even really spending a real action. Well, the only the upgraded version gives you both. The base one just gives you a yeah. card draw. Yeah, yeah. And the upgraded version also it's it's fast, so you can it's it's really really nice. And it has two foot symbols on it, so it's a pretty good uh, you can commit it if you really need it. Is it illicit too? I feel like it's illicit because I remember uh yes, that it is. being relevant for his uh his smuggled goods, because you can like grab it back with smuggled goods, which is kinda neat. Yeah, it is illicit, so it'll combo with his effect and any other cards that trigger off illicit. Yes, illegal things, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what else? One, I mean, you were talking about allies. Yeah, and the ally thing for me at least ties into kind of a greater question about. So, one of Finn's things is that he's going to have five off-class cards, but yes. because they hate him, he doesn't get like the full done which five. He gets like five very specific survivor seeker cards. Yeah, I mean, to be yeah, fair, what? secret cards are the best cards in the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. at least five cards that are very good. And Survivor is like a pretty good off class. <laughs> like, yeah. there's, there's a, usually a couple good cards that are universally good. So I, I don't know if they hate him for that reason. They hate him because they didn't want to have level four or five rogue cards because he'd be too good then. Um... And, and the one will thing. You know, I mean, if Finn was like, yeah. you know, uh... one combat, if Finn was like one combat, three will, just much better. Right. <laughs> one one five I mean, I, two five. I will say about Finn, which I, I do respect, like I like the one will more than I like two will. 
like the two wheel <laughs> you get on skids or whatever. I, I hate that. I like Finn's one wheel because then you don't even try. Yeah, you have the two wheel on like skids. It's like I could pass this. The two wheel <laughs> almost kind of baits you into like playing cards in your deck to try to pass treacheries, and then it doesn't work anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think that's actually a good point. Yeah, yeah. I say I'm eating it. It's a wheel check. I'm eating it. <laughs> Right yeah, I, I guess really twos and everything is bad. All twos should be ones and all fours should be fives. That'd just be better. Yeah. Unless you're Amanda, we got all twos, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 Amanda's like... an exception in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Also, let's just put in the skit, uh, this fin deck right now. Uh, two, you handle this one. Just put it in there. Jump in the way ahead. Yeah, chat was definitely saying that earlier. <laughs> chat was like, first thing in the deck. Two, you handle this one. <laughs> yeah, two cigarette cases, two, you handle this one, so it's, then you can make a fin deck. It's, it's like a ward of protection, but it pays you money instead of you paying money to play it, and there's no bad consequences. Zero. Just, yeah, there's absolutely Zero. no downside. Um, um, yeah, so uh, we were talking about the the five off-class cards. Generally speaking, if, uh, if I'm playing fin, or if I'm playing like somebody who has off-class uh interesting like off-class nuanced kind of a, a an approach to it i start there and then i kind of branch into what i'm what i'm looking at for the other things um well yeah you met, you were actually talking about allies so is there an ally from seeker or survivor that you're thinking about picking up probably not Th- there's Seeker allies right <laughs> okay well i can't take mr rook because i was just going to say that but Ooh, well he's just, been tabooed yeah. to cost like a thousand experience yeah. now so yeah and i do play <laughs> taboo because yeah. seriously because you're cool right yeah. uh i like milan milan is still good post taboo milan is still good in finn uh i like pete sylvester in finn because the agility is nice and also he can eat some of the horror that you might be taking in perpetuity yeah those so little... I gotta make a decision about that. But if I recall correctly, Forgotten Age kind of hates your allies. Mm. It, arrow from it, the trees. There's arrow from the trees. Is there one thing that is there something that makes you take direct damage on your allies in Forgotten Age? I think, I there, I think, I think there might be one card in one of the scenarios that does. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Five damage to an ally or one damage to you, I think. I mean, uh, yeah. Well, but that's honestly kind of great because even if you lose an ally but, that you really wanted, that's probably better than getting poisoned. But snake bite is an agility test, so, oh, yeah, so Finn, Finn probably oh, yeah. passes that most of the time. So, so let's toss in two Pete Sylvester's. Like All right. Those. Now this is assuming I'm not paired with a survivor. Yeah, and if you find that you really want to reallocate your off-class cards later, you can always swap it out for something else. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're gonna that build is, a bit of my off-class cards in here. Just parts of that. Alright, so like we got we got Pete in here. So so far we got Pete, Lucky Sarah Case, you handle this one. We got we gotta fill this out a little bit more. What <laughs> what is there any other off class cards that you think scream fin that you wanna put in here right now? Track shoes. Or, track shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one copy or two. Let's do one for now. I think one. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So what other what other card do you want two of? That's uh from the soft class. Well, with Finn, I kind of have two options that I think of. One is deduction. Because no one's ever... Yeah, like in two-player, deduction's awesome. The other is magnifying glass just for a straight, like, intellect boost. Uh, but I think we're probably running lockpicks here, so let's say two deductions. See how that goes. 
I'm going to change my mind in 30 seconds. I'm gonna go, yeah. I'll go ahead and put the deductions in. Do you want me to put these magnifying glasses in for now? We can come, come back later. I skip it for now. All right. I think the the like the lock picks versus magnifying glasses is always an interesting question for Finn. And I, I tend to think that like level one lock picks versus magnifying glass, you should obviously get lock picks. At level zero, I'd probably take magnifying glasses, but it's also not as much of a difference that you really need to like spend your precious off class slots on it. Well, with yeah, I mean, because Finn has a base for int, so he doesn't need lockpicks as much as other rogues that have that really want to add their agility on. Kind of. I mean, I don't know. If you're going to be the main clue getter in your group, I think that four intellect doesn't quite cut it. Really, like you definitely want to boost it. Yeah, I mean, I was saying, I was saying, like, I was saying, like, magnifying glasses like are fine, and then you can replace them with upgraded lockpicks if you wanted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, yeah. Yeah, like you, for instance, could just start with like, you could start with magnifying glass and then adaptable in lock picks and just take upgrade lock picks, but that's actually the same amount of XP, so never mind. But <laughs> well, ideally, you use adaptable or adaptable more than once. But uh, all right, so um, I went in and put lock picks in the level zero ones. It sounded like oh, that's about what we're going with. Hopefully, Jeff can see the deck we're building here. I think he's hopefully no, this I'm going to no? need to read back to me in a minute. We'll all there. right well we still we only have 11 cards in here so far so we need to... <laughs> so pretty good um i'm gonna move down the list of things so we've talked about hand assets let's uh for the sake of argument in case he gets stuck out on his own just has to do something no it's forgotten it's never mind. Yeah, yeah uh toss it into 25 automatics just in case so yeah that's a relatively new card from insmith right so that uh yeah. It's fast and has four ammo and gives you plus two combat. It's pretty good. And yeah. uh, for agility, it ain't nothing. Well, yeah, it does. It does. Oh, yeah, characters like Finn, I put it in and then never need it. This is the yeah. This is the one that does extra damage if you, if it's exhausted, right? That's right. That's pretty uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, it's still yeah. Like if if you're gonna play a gun in Finn, I mean, I think this is probably the main choice at level zero. Yeah, the really good parts are that it's fast, which is like really cool. I mean, it's pretty expensive. It's it's a uh, four cost four, but it's it's fast and it's got a lot of ammo. Well, I guess a normal amount of ammo four, but also it gives you plus two combat, which is kind of important because Finn only has three combat. So like, if you're looking to yeah. like kill like a small snake or something like that, you could just throw like an unexpected urge on it and you'd be fine. It's just a bummer that he only has the five off-class cards, because if he had more, you could imagine just playing, like, Waylays instead of these, and it would probably be fine. Yeah. Yeah. These are probably getting cut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and or adaptable out later or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you could, you could swap them out for backstabs or something, maybe. <clears throat> um, um, all right, so cool. any other assets that you think are pretty critical here? Uh if we're playing two-player, there's almost no reason not to have Lone Wolf. Mm. Particularly someone mm. like Finn, yeah. who is going to get the clues, but then he's going to bail on the Guardian. He's going to be like, hey, you got this, right? I'm not hanging around to find out. Yeah, I'm going to go over there. Lone Wolf is always uh, tricky for when, when I try to play it. Cause, well, I also usually play like three, four-player. So it usually results in a lot of, why don't you guys go first and maybe move over there? You know? Only <laughs> at their safeguards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like almost never play it in three or four player, but in two player, it's pretty great as long as you as long as you've like thought ahead and you're pretty sure you can make good use of it. I think it's a really good card. 
Um, and you're going to have, so between, so for now, you know, you have Lucky Cigarette Case to draw cards and you have Lone Wolf is probably going to provide you with most of the money that you need. You can all, there's always other cards later. Um, and then eventually you'll have like those plus, uh, plus pickpocketing. So you'll have a lot of cards and a lot of money. Are yeah. you going to eventually get like Streetwise or something? It's kind of like a money sink. Yeah, I would think the, uh, I think we should toss in maybe the level zero Streetwise. I like the level zero streetwise a lot. Yeah, uh, at least put two in because I think I'm going to shove more money in the stack in a second. <laughs> um, but I... also Forgotten Age. You yeah. get so much XP in Forgotten Age. Right, <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's the highest, right, out of any except for Dream, Dream Eaters? I think regular Forgotten Age. I think you may get less experience in Return to Forgotten Age, at least in yeah. the earlier scenarios. Could, could be mistaken. But, yeah, you definitely still get a ton of it at the end, though. <laughs> So yeah, it was it was like sixty plus the last time I checked. All right, I so think, yeah, I think leaving like a, a streetwise or two at the start, we can see how that goes. But definitely, I think having the goal of like actually being able to buy upgraded streetwise is something this deck can definitely do. Yeah. All right, so assets. It seems like we're pretty covered on assets. You got you got a couple weapons. You got lock picks. You got ally and the cigarette case and then a couple other miscellaneous ones um so we're gonna look at events events are more like one of cards that you most part you play them once and they're for specific situations right um we used to always recommend like um you know like door doorknob for <laughs> doorknob for seeker but uh what what do you want two more copies of <laughs> Can I have two more copies if you handle this one? No, you can put you owe me one in there, which is a card that doesn't do anything, but it's funny. Uh, he, Maybe in four he's, player. You, he's, yeah, you uh, yoink somebody's like, card. You owe me one in copycat and such. I'm like, I think that's a larger player count thing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I mean, there's always I'm out of here. I can't remember if NH has very many resign locations. Another another very funny rogue card that usually doesn't do anything, but it's still fun, you know? Yeah. In uh in in doom of Edsley. oh yeah actually you no know, this is a high this is a high tier card for the second scenario right it sure uh, is it's, I'll put one in. just just you can put one in yeah <laughs> i think i think it doesn't help in the first scenario i don't think there's is there there might be resign but it's not really your goal to resign so i don't just get defeated it's fine oh yeah there is there it's on the it's on the base camp yeah but you want to yeah yeah chad it. also mentioning that i'm out of here resign from if there's a resign condition in play you get to resign from any location and it also has uh two agility icons on it so you yeah. can just talk if you really need the, the agility symbols or whatever but also dane how would you know about resigning in the first scenario of forgotten age you were very busy getting stabbed by ishtaka that's true yeah i i played a, a small orphan in the jungle <laughs> who got murdered by a uh angry tribe woman wow we didn't do well <laughs> wasn't great <laughs> abandoning orphans is what i do though i mean dean's opinion swings in the front age based on how well the first scenario went or not last time we played it <laughs> it's, it's a very polarizing first scenario let me, let me say. my opinion of forgotten age is very sad so. yeah yeah i don't know I, I played i played through it again recently it was, it was pretty all right there were still a lot I'm, of snakes there's a lot of i'm, I'm, a lot of I'm on team jeff for this one untamed wilds is one of my least favorite scenarios in the game and that just really that kind of like sets the feel of the campaign so low right off the bat that it's even though there are good scenarios later it's hard for me to you know but that's that's neither here nor there you know 
just give me circle undone again, please. Yeah, just exactly. Like, yeah. Circle undone until death. Yeah, just 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 keep just just return me to the circle undone over and over again, and I'll I'll keep returning <clears> to it. So Jeff, oh, sorry, we're not talking about that today. Yeah. <laughs> so Jeff, you were saying earlier that you were going to include a lot of money things. Is there maybe an yeah. event that might be maybe a good event that might be maybe giving you a lot of money? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> like some sort of I don't know agreement. Uh, I'd call it a pact more. Some, some, kind, of, some kind of deal you could make with the devil maybe to get money in exchange yeah. for something that really isn't much of a downside at all. Seriously, just like take two Faustian bargains. Like, can you have green cards? Cut your green card, right? Yeah. Like, is there any compelling reason not to take two Faustian bargains in literally every deck that can have green cards? I think this is this is the most recent case of a card being released and just immediately becoming a staple for pretty much an entire color. Uh, I would not be surprised if MJ like re- released the next taboo list and it was like, okay, it's one experience. I'd be like, that's probably fair. <laughs> what's what's really like, funny anyway what's really funny is i think if it gave you four bucks instead of five it would still be a staple like everyone would still play it you know it's will take it yeah i mean you pair it against like uh like hot streak basically gives you five money uh but it costs you experience (laughs) and you need to have five money already yeah this this one just gives you five money and and does nothing else right it's It's, zero cost you know it's it's legitimately way better than upgraded hot streak that's what's really funny about it (laughs) it's true yeah Cool. Yeah, uh, I, I've yet to play anyone who can take green who doesn't take two of those, like at all, including Western so, doesn't want money. Right. So, what other events do we think we want here? There, there's definitely a lot of there's the expensive ones like the favors, like Intel Port, yeah, um, yeah. the other two that exist, small favor and whatever whatever the agility, whatever the evade one is. Um, I really like Intel Report. Yeah, particularly in two player, uh, because mm. in two player you're always going to be dealing with like here's the locked door or the shroud eight location because all of your fogs or whatever showed up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you need to get two clues off there very specifically. Yeah, and two in four player it's, but two player like I think Intel Report is great, particularly if you're a rogue with Lone Wolf and Faustian Bargain, you can probably afford it. <laughs> Uh, Davey mentioned that if you have too many people playing curse cards in your group, there might not be enough curse tokens to actually play Fasty Bargain because they might all be in the bag. Uh, the that's, like, that's, no. that's the downside. Um, right now. <laughs> Come back later. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so it's the Intel port in there. Yeah, I agree. That's always one that I like to put into most rogue decks that have any, any amount of money income. Um, what else is there? Slip Away? It's always like a good evade card. Let's do double evade. Um, there's um, also yeah. a new card though um, that that just came out, uh, breaking and entering, which is also pretty strong. It's it's funny because breaking and entering is is kind of like a less of a less of a permanent solution because the slip away if you succeed by two you get to kind of super evade it in that it doesn't get up for the next enemy phase. But breaking and entering is is an investigate uh, and then you dodge it if you succeed by two or more. And well, it doesn't have to be non-elite. You could do it to an elite enemy, which is weird, I think. <laughs> it's yeah, like temporary true. Trish abilities. Yeah, it is, it's kind of like Trish. Yeah. I play that in people who aren't Finn. Because it attacks and, like, it attacks and evade onto your investigate, except Finn's evade is free. 
That's true. That's a that's yeah. and and you're also trying to trigger pickpocketing, which I'm pretty sure you don't. I mean, not, not immediately because he doesn't have it yet, but in the long run. Yeah, yeah. well, breaking and entering adds your agility, the same as the other one. But um, well, but but it, it adds your agility but, to the investigate, right? It doesn't. Right. You don't. You you haven't successfully evaded something, so you don't get to trigger pickpocketing. Oh, yeah. that's true. Because yeah, yeah, Finn has the extra evade, and he wants to trigger stuff off of that. So. Yeah, that's <clears throat> Like I think slip away definitely toss two of those in, and we'll see where we're at. I think with breaking and entering and like colorated breaking and entering is followed. Those are great Trish cards, and I don't really like them in Finn that much because Finn like wants to evade manually because he's just going to pass the test, and yeah. it's not going to cost him an action. I, th yeah. I think that's right. With with Finn, you you don't want stuff that kind of gives you a free evade. You want stuff that pays you off for evading. You know. Yeah. So, any other events that you would uh, you take? I know you were saying earlier that like the guns and and um, backstab were things that you were considering. Like backstab, sneak attack, are those things that are in your mind when you're thinking about a fin? Right now, I think I've decided this fin is a clue getting kind of fin who might cap you with a twenty five automatic. Like, <laughs> Maybe. Once. Given given yeah. the forgotten age and a lot of stuff you want to evade instead of fighting, and that you have a partner who's probably going to be shouldering a lot of the combat load, I, I mean, I think that's totally reasonable. Like, I think someone just has to smack the boss down a few times is kind of all that Finn needs. I I might play like one or two copies of Backstab or that gun that you put in the twenty five or something, but I mean, even that's probably not totally necessary. I think you could also do a thing with Finn where you spend like two of your off class cards and two practice makes perfect. And then you spend two more on deductions and put mm. some practice makes, uh, not practice makes, sorry, perceptions in your skill set as like the whole quasi secret thing. But I think if you're going that road, you just, just play Trish. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that would just be rough in Finn because you can't get the level two versions of those cards, right? Which is really where the, where the power is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and as so, you said, like that's that's one area we talked earlier about Trish. Kind of, I don't know if Trish is like straight up better than Finn in every way, but like that's definitely one advantage that she has over. Him. I think they're very sim. I think they're very similar power levels, um, and then, but their builds are pretty different. I don't think it's always it's Trish is the new hotness, so it's like uh some of these new cards work work well with her, more with her than stuff that worked with Finn, but I think Finn's still pretty strong. Um, I don't blame anybody for looking at Finn <laughs> and then looking at Trish and then looking at Finn again and looking at Trish again and saying. But Trish can take Pathfinders. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. to sound like horribly reductionist or anything, but Finn yeah. can take five yellow cards, and Trish can take substantially more than five yellow cards. <laughs> this is true. Cracking in the chat. This episode's going to have a hard time being not just play Trish. <laughs> I mean, I, but, I, I do think it's funny that they both have arguably fairly useless signature cards. Uh, that's a fun thing that they have in common. Uh, wait, Trisha's, Trisha's card commits for four agility icons. Four <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that is true. That's, that's a lot major of point. icons. Yeah, uh, actually, I'm in, might, might... A, I'm in the midst of a three-player all-rogue Forgotten Age campaign where my <laughs> wife is playing Trish, and she has used her signature every scenario. Really? Wow. Four huh. icons. <laughs> <laughs> Get that uh, lucky cigarette value no i definitely yeah, played trish recently and committed it every time um i think there was one I, time i was like eh, maybe i could have used that but it was fine i figured it out i i <laughs> would love to see them go back and just add more symbols to signature cards relative to like how good or bad they think they are to try to compensate 
So you just go back and some like what's like a bad signature card now just has like eight question mark icons on it or something like uh, you just want to like commit Wendy's amulet four more times for like a thousand more icons. <laughs> there's really there's really nothing I enjoy more than doing that. Uh, <laughs> I, I really I really do love it. Uh, you hold the gun to my head, I can oh, tell you what's good. does. Davey's giving scary ideas about putting the shadows and crystallizer. Yeah, get that away from Dane. Um, so anyway, back to back to this fin deck we're building. Um, what about skills? It sounds like unless there's another event that you think we've uh, forgotten about. Uh, uh, I have to mention one event I'm not including. There was an event. It's in Winnie's deck of her coming through the window. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, uh, sneak by. So, yeah. It's it's the, the buy was really cool for a week mm. and then Faustian bargain happened so <laughs> no I just want to acknowledge it I'm like oh, oh yeah end card oh, yeah. yes buys it's an evade and you get two resources before the action begins so yeah. that does sound good for fan but yeah Faustian bargain like yeah a month later or whatever uh, blows it out of the water probably better for if you're playing like crystallizer or something because of the icons but then you're not playing lucky cigarette case and it's kind of uh, i shouldn't i shouldn't have um, dane wasn't looking at chat i shouldn't have mentioned that that's my that's my fault i apologize i was, uh, I was really happy in the bubble i was living in five minutes ago where i'd forgotten that crystallizer existed <laughs> now, now i'm at that bubble. welcome to know, it's nice over here we were talking about good cards we weren't yeah you know uh crack i mentioned the chat like pilfer is also a really good card for finn but probably not for two player because it Two player, you don't often have a location that has more than two clues, or at least not reliably. Uh, I've played clues. a lot of two player Winnie, and yeah, it's, it's great yeah. in three. It's not good in two. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. all right. Uh, what about skills? So there's definitely a there's definitely a money skill I basically put in any money rogue deck. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Jeff? You're nodding. Yeah, yeah. Watch this. Oh yeah, watch this. Yeah. Uh, never fails to draw me an auto fail when I use it. That's uh, true. It's really, <laughs> really great. See, are you sure, are you, sure you need that though? Like with with the lone wolf and with the Faustian bargains and with eventually having pickpocketing, because unless you really need money, I think this is like weaker than the other money cards that you put in. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever put it in a fin deck, but I don't I don't see that there's much wrong with it. It's just that you can really only use it for its agility. Use, yeah, that you're right. The, the downside is it doesn't have a book on it, so you can't use it for investigates. Um, I also have like old school Netrunner brain where you can never actually have enough money in your deck. <laughs> that is not a bad thing, honestly. I mean, well, you're running so, like Intel reports and Streetwise level no, zeros. But, but that is, I mean, that, that's one thing that is legitimately very different about this game compared to Netrunner. In Netrunner, like just getting more money is always good and you always need more money and you can never have enough. In this game, very most decks, you can, there's like a limit to how much money you can really effectively use. I think no, in row in rows, especially if you're gonna pick up streetwise, um, and and because you have Intel reports, like getting it a lot of money is is usually pretty solid. Because I think you can yeah, usually I make use of it for rogue more than other classes. I um, think if I could use it with lockpicks, it would be an auto include. But yeah, I can't. yeah, um, yeah. It, it's I'm just still. Because yeah, you can only use it with your evades basically, and if you for some reason try to pass a will test, and it. Even even then, you might get unlucky and not get your money back, and yada yada yada. You know. That's not By the way, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, Jeff, thanks so much for not not uh, immediately starting this off with mentioning a certain card relating to equine uh, shenanigans because I like money, and dark horse players don't. 
<laughs> so so we're happy with money uh taking, taking... we didn't land is, on preston is finn is finn dark horse a, a build people do does not, anyone do that it's not one i would he's not one i would think that would a lot of money and that is the opposite i mean the big thing about dark horse is you want people will do dark horse anything but i mean dark horse like uh synergizes well with like fire axe and some of the other survivor cards which finn only can get five of those i wouldn't think he'd be a strong pick for it at all even even the bizarre weirdos who just try to put dark horse in everything there, there's got to be a, there's got to be a limit right like not you know you know you can't you can't put it in everything right don't tell them that all right like, well <laughs> let's let's we didn't put in this next so let's all right so i have watched this in there for now maybe we'll cut it um yeah put that in any of the other rogue skills i realize we didn't even look at neutral cards at all yet but what's the rogue skills like what is everybody's consensus on nimble even chat, like chat, please chime in. Because I I've never played Nibble in a deck yet, but I'm curious to see how it is. I I really like skill investigators. Um, two of my favorite investigators in the game are Silas and Winifred. Like I love playing both of them. So I was really hoping we'd land on one of them, but hey, here we are. <laughs> Nibble is shockingly good in both of them. Have Have like, you tried Amanda? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, the power is uh, that's the good yeah, stuff i tried amanda it was really good yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> nimble can definitely like if you're doing a lot of evading or other agility tests and you're on a map where you want to have to move around a lot like nimble can definitely pop you off and help you out but it's not like a reliable way to move around because it's it's mm, a one of effect it, for most investigators it's a card that I just know there's going to be like moments in the game where you're, it, if you had it, it would be so cool and it would feel so good. But there's just going to be a lot of entire scenarios or entire campaigns where you never find a good time to use it, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the first that's... time I, the first time I ever played Nimble, we were playing with starter decks and it was Dunwich and I was playing Winifred. And so here's the moment like, I'm going to evade the monster, I'm going to save Pete Clover and run down the entire club like it's just one single action nice nice, nice. and again you know exactly what token i drew <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, sound, that sounds right yeah uh, uh nimble's also really good in parallel skids just because he can commit it to his gambling things and then like sneak free oh, movement out of it totally mm. funny <laughs> um okay so, so maybe nimble's nimble then here Mi- well, I was gonna say like it's it's a little bit weaker with the um, in the Forgotten Age, right? Because you're you have to explore first and then move, unless you're backtracking at all, which I guess you do in in um, Doom of Edsley. You, you sometimes you have to dodge the entire pit of snakes oh, and true. still get out. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Like last time I played Edsley was with Dan, who's in the chat right now who basically dodged the entire pit of snakes and then just like made a run for it and bailed on Esli in like one turn. <laughs> it's really good there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I would think like at least a singleton in there. Sure. I would yeah. think Nimble is great. Yeah, Harrison mentioned in the chat you could always adaptable it in as well. Well it's our, Untamed Wilds is not the one that has the snake pit or is it the second one? Uh second one. Do it Yeah snake pit man. <laughs> Uh, so there are other compulsory events that you feel we might have forgotten or or not put in there. Or skills, skills, skills. Oh, skills! Sorry, skills. 
there's always the uh, good old fashioned manual dexterity and uh, unexpected courage. Yeah, and, and perception. Yeah, perception. Yeah, this, I liked all of those. There's a uh, cunning might be okay in Finn, right? Because that's if you're already building heavy money, and it's it's book and agility symbols. It's kind of like another uh, perception or dex or index. That get me more cards or a special effect like i like cunning it's just always like once i have perception once i have annual dexterity you know if i'm playing other characters like once i have overpower whatever like then cunning i think that's fair i think i think and perception are especially good with the cigarette case like anything that like draws you card if you pass because it's sort of like you know you have a test where you're pretty likely to pass but not super likely to pass by two and it's it's often you're right in that sweet spot where you can commit a manual dexterity or perception and now be extremely likely to pass and pretty likely to pass by two and you just kind of you're going to draw two cards now like that's pretty good yeah yeah so so we want to put man dex perception courages in here or no courage yeah yeah i like it all right uh is there any other neutral cards that you want to throw into this uh what, what are there different neutral cards do you like trench coat do you like any of the coats <laughs> yeah, there's, trench also coat, like, there's leather coat too uh, now but i like leather i like the survivor coat in yorick because <laughs> duh and i guess it's fine in tommy but i never play tommy uh leather jacket how much health does finn have he has like He's seven he's, and seven. He's seven. Yes. He's, he's the jacket fun. just pads him out a little bit. I mean, for an age, deals out a bit more damage than I think other campaigns do, or at least it feels like yeah. it does. There's also, if we were playing in a campaign that has a kind of an early parley heavy scenario, like Carcosa, I would honestly say take a fine clothes. Yeah. But I, I forgot an age. I don't really think you need that very much, if I'm remembering correctly. No. Yeah. I think you, you need it in Taka with Investigation. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Shaka's a parlay. There's parlays in the third scenario um, for a lot of those guys you have to talk to. There's definitely parlays in uh, City of Archives, at least one. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to this campaign without a friend who has a will score. Yeah. Because if, Threads of Fate is going to ruin you if you don't have high will. Yeah. And also, you need somebody to you handle this one, all the will treacheries too. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> So right. I'm sort of assuming I'm going to team up with someone who has a respectable will score because I think dumping cards to short my crappy will score isn't going to help. Yeah. yeah. So it sounds like it sounds like sounds like no trench coat, no fine clothes, at least for this little zero deck. We used to always put emergency cash and everything, but Faustian Bargain exists now. So there you go. Now you got emergency cash 2.0, but only for for green. Uh, what else? Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know if there's any other neutral cards. Is there any other ones that you you want? Do you want to tempt fate just to throw in some cursed tokens and less tokens in the bag? It's the hell of it. <laughs> um, kind of depends on my partner, but I think that's a different deck. Yeah, yeah. Um, like there is a version of this that goes like full curse, and then the upgrade version is like Riastrad. Mm. Where like that's my fight as opposed to my backstab. Yeah, well, Riastrad's good in general. Uh, <laughs> if you need like a one-off fight card, so. But, Which, if so, I will take adaptable and put in some tempt fates. There you go. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, uh, it sounds like we have picked all the cards we want. Is there any anyone that's looking at the deck list? 
which is not Jeff uh, for some reason. Everyone. Uh, <laughs> so I want to see something huge and obvious that we forgot before we cut cut stuff down. Before um, we start cutting, can I can I pitch Jeff on something? You can obviously oh say no to this because you went straight for Peter Sylvester, which I think is a respectable choice. But can I can I pitch Leo DeLuca to you because you have you're gonna you're gonna be so rich. Imagine imagine if you had a fourth action every turn, right? Because you already have like track shoes is already boosting your agility. You know, you've already kind of got some other stuff. I, I, I'm willing to uh, flex on that because I think like, you know, deduction and track shoes, those three are locked down. The Pete's the flex, like. Yeah. I mean, it's because it well because it's your deck and it, I, honestly Peter is pretty good too but just like I mean Leo's pr- really solid and the main downside of him is the money which you're going to be able to handle. I mean you could uh, consider you consider waiting on Leo and pick him up like the upgraded version with a charisma like a second scenario or something too. Um, well, what would we put in in place of Leo or not Leo sorry Peter like what would be my other off class cards. I mean, there's maybe there's the, glasses, as, there's, as ma- there's magnifying glasses. There's luckies. There's a. Uh, I wonder if uh, <laughs> take hard, take hearts um, for the when you have a will test. <laughs> Listen, yeah, you man. get take heart. Yeah, It'll help you pass will tests because that's when you will draw the <laughs> the elder side. You know. You can't make me do it. You can't make if me. I'm in one or two player and I have access to yellow cards, <laughs> there is one card that I will always play. And I will never not play. Is it barricade? <laughs> Please don't tell me it's barricade. <laughs> um, not what's... Holding camera. <laughs> but what's what's Finn gonna do with the the, the willpower bonus? Very angry. You have to. <laughs> Logical reasoning over in the chat uh, is actually. We used to do. I think we did that when Finn came out, right? We we usually yeah. took like two two magnifying glasses. Yeah, and a, a couple of logical reasonings or something. Logical reasoning is a great way to help Finn get out of when he's got uh, like frozen yeah. fear on him, or frozen fear on him, or <laughs> or frozen fear. It's for frozen. It's for frozen fear. Uh, it's definitely so, in at least two for age scenarios, isn't it? I, again, I recently played for Age, and I'm very confident our Finn player had Frozen and Fear on him for most of the <laughs> most of the I, game for several scenarios. I, I, I <laughs> one or two of them. Yeah, you, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Look at his cancels out. <laughs> He's a hard counter. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we'd really want to go back and take a look at the encounter cards and figure out whether there are some of them that are whatever it is, terrors or, or something. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, it's it, that can be a good card. Uh, it also heals horror, but you have Peter right now for that. But if you for dealing with extra horror damage, but uh, if you take Peter out, then, Leo. yeah, you're gonna die from the extra horror. Then you lose. You um, lose your I'm actually kind of sold on this idea of yeah. I kind of like this idea of two magnifying glasses and two Leo de Lucas. Like I think that's yeah. like I think you can go either way on it, but like let's do that one because the last time I made Finn, I went with Peter, so. I think that's I solid because you can you can upgrade into lockpick level ones, and then you can adaptable in new off class cards to replace the magnifying glasses. So I think you, I think you're you're in very good shape if you do that. So so then are you dropping the 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 lockpicks? Yeah, we don't need those. All right. Um, 
All right, so yeah, let's, let's take a look at what we got. We have currently 33 cards, so only three over. That's pretty good. Um, although when I do that, it usually means I've forgotten something critical, but I'm sure we're fine. Uh, so I'll, I'll go ahead and read the list. <laughs> um, I'm going to read the list. So we got um, two 25 automatics, uh, two magnifying glasses, two, two lucky cigarette case, two Leo de Luca, two lone wolf, two streetwise, one track shoes, one I'm out of here, two you handle this one, two Faustian bargain, two intel report, two slip away, uh, two watch this, two deduction, two manual decks, one nimble, two perception, two unexpected courage, and then fin all of Finn's signature cards. So a couple of those I think we could cut down to at least one or cut completely. But what is any of those that stand out like, eh, maybe I don't need that, Jeff? Definitely spike one of the streetwises. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I like that decision. Its, it's presence is questionable at all. Two is yeah. just, we don't need that. Yeah, I was thinking of streetwise. I was thinking lone wolf. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't really need two of those. And you could probably cut all. You could, or, I, I or, cut, or 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 cut the watch lists. Because lone wolf is a thing that if you don't get early enough in the game, it's not really doing much for you. Like I think yeah, you really right. want to you really want to mull for that. I wouldn't cut it. The mm. ones that I'm kind of eyeing are watch this, and maybe the twenty five. Like it, I I mean I, I don't know. I I wouldn't necessarily cutting the twenty five is really a decision about how much confidence you have in your mysterious unknown partner deck to be able to like kill everything that needs to be killed <laughs> which is why i think i'm probably gonna cut the watch this is because i never have confidence in my partners because i'm not a good person there you go yeah if you believed in your friends like dane and harrison have told me about the time where like one of them goes like full seeker among us full guardian they just trust each other yeah sounds insane i don't i don't that's crazy I, I how can you live like that how can you just trust someone i mean uh these are profound questions yeah i think i think chat is is also kind of on the same page at posing like if you need lone wolf if you have watched this in fashion bargain but i think that you could also make the same argument for the watch this right like because the watch this you can only commit to to um, agility tests anyways so it's it's really just like a lone wolf if you're committing it but lone wolf actually gets you like a ridiculous amount of money if you get it early yeah now nah, i'm on the same page lone wolf is a little bit stronger especially a two-player um watch this out i just like as a fun card but maybe maybe not for this deck um all right well that put us down to 30 um wow. <laughs> that clean I don't. I don't know if I really want to read it again because I read it like two minutes ago, and now it just has one less street lies and two less watch this is. So I'm gonna not do that. I'm gonna publish it. And I'm gonna not do it. that. Yeah, we can publish it if people wanna wanna do it, or you can rewind the tape two minutes. Or maybe yeah, four we'll, minutes, uh, whatever. We'll, we'll we'll publish this and we'll post the link uh, on like the blog post where we post the episode, right? Yeah, and let's see. Because I think the, is, if, if you're if you're interested in sort of you know taking Finn for for a ride and trying Finn if you haven't played it before, I think this is like a very solid level zero Finn deck that pretty much anyone would have a good time yeah. with. Yeah, as a clue focused Finn, I guess. Did we do the sanity check on this? I think we kind of did already, right? This this has all the clue cards. It has the money cards. It doesn't really have much defensive cards except for you handle this one. And, uh, and if you and, get, like, yeah, and slip away and, 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 and slip away and just being able to evade everything. Yeah, 
I guess, I guess meant uh, he just has to take he has to take those will tests on the chin. He doesn't have much to uh, to heal up or soak that uh, any damage he takes from <laughs> failing all those will tests. Uh, yeah, so just that, deflect the crypt chill all day. Just like but, chuck crypt chill on the, someone else. Or... The un, the untamed wilds is really brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, he's got the handless ones. It's possible his partner might have like a little bit of healing to help him out. So yeah. He's yeah, you could you could hope that you're that you're playing with like a mark or somebody that has like uh you know healing stuff or something. Uh, I feel like in Guardians these days I always put like some some amount of healing like a hollowed mirror or or something and, in there, not just mark. And, and you know if you, if you showed up to the physical table that you play this game at that is not digital and it is very real and it is not a simulation of anything, mm-hmm. and you see that your partner deck, you're like it looks a little sketchy. You're not totally sure if they have like everything, all the healing and whatever covered. You could last minute swap out something for like a leather jacket or whatever. You could like take out one of the twenty fives or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think someone's arguing against uh, the lone wolf in chat, but I wasn't looking at chat. It's sure a fair it's argument. I mean, uh-huh. so it's basically because you need to pay the the action in order to to play the lone wolf, and then it's kind of a slow accrual. So if you don't get it like right away, it's not quite as great. Whereas if you draw. Um, you handle this one, or not? I'm sorry. Uh, the 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 one we just watch, the, watch this. <laughs> the other one in quotes. Um, if if you cut the if you just draw that, you're like, oh great, I can just commit three money to this and get six, or or how many ever you have. Um, I I just think a lot of times you have watched this in your hand, and you're like, okay, I really wish that I had money to play this card in my hand, or I really wish that I had some card that would help me pass an important test, and somehow this is neither of those things. Like it's a card that if I can already pass a test and it has to be a specific type of test, it <laughs> money maybe if I don't screw up and draw tentacles. Yeah, I think also because like we're on Leo de Luca, we're gonna play Leo de Luca and it's gonna kind of wipe us out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we built up to the three money is required to make watch this worth it, mm-hmm. then we're just sitting around waiting for the agility test to allow us to make watch this worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. I, I know. Yeah, I know. When I play Watch List, it's like, oh, I only have two money. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Watch List this test. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, uh, I think skill cards that ask you to that only give you one symbol per test are kind of a hard sell for me. And cards that give you money only if you already have a relatively high amount of money are also kind of like. Eh. Yeah, I think because the the Lone Wolf is just kind of assured money, whereas. Watch this, you need the risk of getting the money, but also, like, if you're going to be pumping into a streetwise, there's also an inherent risk in whatever tests you're taking and using that money for, right? I guess Intel Report, there's no real risk because you're just getting two clues or how many ever clues and from far locations. But, like, the risk here, if you have a streetwise, is that first your risk is getting the money. And if you don't get that risk, then step two definitely can't happen. Whereas Lone Wolf just lets you have that step one, you know, uh, uh, figured out i guess plus yeah. i mean this is this isn't about how good they are but lone wolf is just really fun because it makes you it you have to think more about how to plan your turns and how to strategize with your partner yeah and you, you can basically meaning that every time dan's played lone wolf he's just yelled at anybody who's on his location to get out of his location before his turn starts it's, it's great so it's like hey, hey you know <laughs> you know what would make this random hallway that we're in a little bit better if you were anywhere else why don't you get <laughs> Yeah. yeah, my catchphrase is, I'd like you to go first, but only if you leave. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Or like... 
So, uh, yes, yeah, so it sounds like we're going to stick with Lone Wolf, but there is an argument for watch this if you want to try that out. For this, we're sticking with Lone Wolf. Um, yeah, so I think I think the deck is basically done. Is there any, like, um, do you want to talk about the strategy? I think we've kind of talked about strategy, which is get, get, get a bunch of, use your money to get a bunch of clues, uh, right? Um, yeah. What's the yeah, best? Yeah, use the money, get clues, get better money, and better clue getting. Yeah. <laughs> Upgrade uh, into Charisma and Lola, probably. I was going to ask about that. Uh, I'd like Charisma and Lola, you know, to improve the money, uh, upgrade Hot Streak, <laughs> uh, but I can't take the bigger one, can I? No, nope. it's a little sure, yeah, too too good for a fan. Luckily, you have Faustian Bargain already, so. <laughs> yeah, like turn the Lone Wolves into the mediocre Hot Streak just for more output. Uh, pickpocketing, 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 also get pickpocketing. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty yeah. good. There's this card called Pickpocketing. <laughs> yeah. Try it. Yeah, level, level two pickpocketing is incredible for Finn. So. Yeah. And- and Lola to me is absolutely a no-brainer, just because she she's excellent for this type of deck. I think you yeah. Once you get enough XP to get the charisma on her, it really just bumps everything up a significant amount. Yeah, and because like you're not feeding money into her, she just boosts the stats you care about. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What I would generally do, I think, if when the twenty-five automatic wasn't a, a like a a point of of something that I would be considering for a fin deck. I I love Tennessee Sour Mash and I will put it in every deck that that it can be in because I love it so much. But it is not an optimal card. For Finn, you can get it out of the 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 discard pile with his with his unique thing. And like if people are doing like illicit things, you might want to consider it. But this is far better than than like an illicit fin deck, I think, could have the capability of doing in, in terms of getting clues like efficiently and, and well. Um so I think that like the 25 automatics kind of pushes that off the table. Um, yeah. Alex yeah. and um, Tony, if I'm playing Circle Undone, that's a bad yeah. And even then, that might just be me. Any other upgrade cards you have your eye on for Finn other than Lola and Pickpocketing? Streetwise? You're playing Forgotten Age, so you, you got to... Uh... <laughs> I like upgrade streetwise a lot, obviously. Uh I like another day, another dollar a whole lot just because oh, yeah. I find the initial yeah. outlay of money of just being like I can play Leo de Luca and then I'm not just clicking for credits. That's, yeah. that's a fantastic card. That's really, really good. Uh any skill card you can upgrade to the better version, like manual dexterity, there's a better manual dexterity better mm-hmm. manual dexterity, like that's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I yeah, really to have done that. Yes, I, I would like to evade and commit this and draw uh, four cards. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah. Has oh. he created luck, lucky cigarette cases? Yeah, there is luck. He, that's yeah. level three, so you can take it. You can. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I've only tried it once, and so far, I only have one in my deck, and I didn't draw it. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty good. You just have to, yeah. see, if you see the test by one or more, you you basically you draw a card, and the more you succeed by, you get to search and pick the card you want. Seems so, really good. Pretty solid. I, I don't know if it's like a, I don't, I don't think it's like a first pickup, because you want to get like Lola and pickpocketing stuff. They're definitely a good mid-game, I think. Adaptables. Or mid-campaign. Yeah, adaptables if you need to swap some stuff around. Um, yeah, you have to get rid of that yeah, extra streetwise once you get the permanent. <laughs> oh yeah get adaptable the moon could be fun depending on what else your deck is doing mm-hmm. uh there's gonna be this conversation gonna be completely different in a couple months when we have a whole other pile of tarot to talk about which finn probably can't take just in case <laughs> i think they're level three 
You know? Yeah. So, so I think you could probably take the rogue one. I don't remember if that got previewed or not, but anyway, that's that's another conversation for some time in the future. Yeah. That's uh, conversation. Um, parts about upgrading Finn is that like he does have access to zero to five or zero uh, five level zero seeker and or survivor cards is like with adaptable is incredible it just gives such a range of of whatever you'd like even just the act of like what dan was saying earlier about when you get your your uh your lock pick level ones and then you shift out the magnifying glasses and then you can kind of choose two more things like you can get logic reasonings you can get shortcuts if you really need like action compression you can get uh even more like practice makes perfect if you're running both nimbles deductions you know like you can do a lot of cool stuff with with uh adaptable and this is for tfa but if you were playing like a dunwich campaign the capacity to put in waylays yes for undimensional scene incredible but also later you've got like apex strangle vines you've got like those really beefy basilisks that are just really annoying to deal with and your your guardian or whatever might not want to just waste ammo and you're just like you know what i'll just waylay them don't worry about it. Two tests and they're dead. Yeah, One of which I don't even hate Heart of the Elders. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to see if there's any like high level illicit cards that like his zero to five helps him get, but it's only like a couple weapons, which this deck isn't really. It's just like the guardian. Yeah. Well, no, there's like the there's the typewriter, Chicago typewriter, the Beretta. These are already rogue cards that any other rogue should get, but <laughs> um, the shot of Sockton. It, it just feels like such a slap in the face that like you're playing. A rogue and you're not allowed to take what uh what is it all in you're not even allowed to take it so uh-huh. yeah <laughs> yeah you can Maybe. get the money gun thompson that's not terrible yeah yeah, yeah. or just play tiny yeah maybe maybe next time we'll make an illegal fin deck but probably not yeah next time uh, you have on have them make an illegal fin deck tell me how it goes <laughs> probably worse than this but anyway Jeff, i i wanted this to might actually work now that we're finished with this deck here um, I guess you get the you get the honors of naming the deck. <laughs> That's true. We do have to name it. Okay. This is your fin deck, baby. Give me a minute. I'm <laughs> not again, good at naming the Forgotten Age, presumably I, with Dan. I have a currently named Jeff Edwards, which isn't a very good name, but it is descriptive of that you built it, and it has fin Edwards in it. Uh. Uh, my last two fin decks have been named worse things, so that's not bad. It's not good though. No, <laughs> that's, I'm setting the bar low. <laughs> usually, usually right. my forgotten age decks are just like, damn it, snakes, damn it, damn it, snake. Some, some yeah, actually, iteration. No, of... We will call it. We will call it what I always call forgotten age because I haven't published anything ArkhamDB. But the first time I ever played forgotten age, Dane described it to me as snakes and snake accessories. Welcome to Snakeville, population U. So. <laughs> write some amount of that that's so long uh (laughs) uh mine are mine are usually a lot longer i mean my last one was it's a snake it's a snake it's a really big snake so oh boy yeah i think snakes and snake accessories is just fine is it what is he a bootlegger or something bootlegging snakes in the jungle i don't know nobody's in the (laughs) jungle for any reason I'm there's a snake there's a snake in my bottle like why is she here there there's a snake in my if bottle if you had sour match sure I, I think just go with snakes and snake accessories they'll yeah. be forgotten in a day by like 17 lola decks that's pretty solid yeah all right <laughs> it's probably true 
I'm going to save the deck. I'm going to hassle you for a description to put in here. We'll publish this at some point whenever we remember. Probably yeah, not tomorrow. Yeah, probably yeah. not tomorrow. I'll email it <laughs> but, uh, all right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, great. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. Was there anything you wanted to plug? Uh, any projects you're working on that you want to share or um, Lego sets uh, that you yeah. and Dan both happen to have that you think are cool? Um, anything like that? Uh, everyone <laughs> thinks the cool Lego set, Ben. Yeah, most Lego sets are pretty cool, actually. So, you know, just get on board. It's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, a few things I just want to plug. None of these are like, or most of them are not my projects because, as I mentioned earlier, you are scraping the bottom of the barrel, like having me on. Like the last time you had a special guest, it was like buy these really cool alt art tarot cards. <laughs> it was great. And I'm like, um, I don't. I, I play Arkham. However, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just check out a couple books that I recommend people read if you are interested in horror and Lovecraft and Lovecraftian horror, but maybe don't just want a story about old white guys anymore. You know, just throw it out there. Because uh, as I've mentioned at least five times, I'm a librarian, so Regis Advisory is kind of a thing I do. Uh, so some books I recommend everyone read. One is called The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. And it's a horror story on a Blackfeet uh, reservation. That one's pretty interesting. Uh, Cassandra Caw. K H A W Hammers on Bones. Uh, so, that one, right? Yeah, Neonor Detective Story, particularly if you recently played um, Forgotten Age, also very interesting. And cannot recommend highly enough uh, N.K. Jemison's The City We Became. Generally, you should probably read anything by N.K. Jemison anyway, but The City We Became is pretty recent and it's really, really good, so I recommend all of those books. But because in the horror files, they're very much not just Lovecraft. So stuff that interfaces with the world and is fiction and is exciting and is horror and isn't Lovecraft. They're fun. <laughs> Try those. Perfect. Two podcasts also. Because uh, normally I just say this one, so I can't say this one. But also there's one called Miskatown University Radio. If you want guys to try that out, you might like it. I don't know. You know what? I've, I've heard of it. I listened to a couple episodes. Honestly, not a huge fan. I mean, uh, I, like I him, right? I remember that. They, I think they think that Mandy's pretty good and Mark is pretty good, and I think they make a really good point about that. So give them a shot. Um, but also, as far as like horror fiction goes, uh, one is the Old Gods of Appalachia, which is a very poetic, horrific kind of podcast, which is fun for atmosphere. So that, and my personal favorite, which I always plug at the end, is the Magnus Archives, which I'm pretty sure Dana talked about way back when. But uh, seriously, it's going to be done in like three weeks. They'll hit like 200 episodes and be done. So get on board. Listen to the Magnus Archives, which or, also I should mention. Or wait three weeks and listen to it once it's all done. You know. <laughs> If I listen to the Magnus Archives yet, they've had 40 episodes to listen since Danny has been on. What are you doing with your lives? Go listen to it. It's Seriously, uh, listen to Magnus Archives. And uh, sometime in the very near future, by the very near future, I mean like, I don't know, three weeks or six months. I don't know. No, some time. I think I have a thing I'm working on uh, called the Usher Foundation. If you have further questions on that, ask Dan. We're working on a campaign together. He's not just here. 
because he's also a librarian and also kind of a cool guy. We're working on a campaign called the Usher Foundation, which is loosely based in the, uh, I guess you'd call it the um, Magnus Archives. On singer-songwriter Usher? Is it? Yes, 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 Ben. <laughs> the singer-songwriter Usher. Damn it, you figured out the twist. That was too fast. He gets time from 1920. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah, that is uh, that is really cool. So I, yeah, Dan mentioned this earlier. He said that you guys are like mostly done with the first scenario, and you're kind of working on the second. Is that right, or did I mishear that? I think that might overstate where we're at, but yeah, technically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean we've uh, we've we've talked to uh, Tim from from the Batmom, uh, you know, the, the fan made campaign, a little bit about kind of how much work it is to make uh, custom scenarios. So huge amount of respect to to both of you for for doing that. That's really exciting. If I had known how much work it was, I would not have agreed to do it. <laughs> it is a lot of work. And I, I have so much work in my own endeavor with, with doing it with Jeff and Dan. It's been like, I've been garnered so much respect for people who just have put out these things, like, especially for, for Tim, because he's he's almost done, right? He, we, we're, we've only got two more campaigns to play of, of Batmom. If you guys haven't haven't checked out Batmom yet, please try it. Betrayal at Mountains of Madness. Fantastic. <laughs> it's fun. Got some, it's got Nazis that you that you murder. It's, a good, yeah. it's always a good time. <laughs> um, you guys should really work on making sure that your campaign has a acronym that's as funny as Batmom. Uh, that would be my 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 one suggestion to you guys is it will pay off is, if you do that. Well, it's, tough. it's it's tough right now, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not bad, but like it was TUI, which was not, too much like UTI, so we stopped doing that. <laughs> See, it's just not quite up there with Batmom. Like, it's it's sure. it's good, but I don't know. You, Dan, you still got to Dan judges all on whether he's going to play a campaign or not based on how funny the acronym is. So that's <laughs> that's how you sell stuff to Dan. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, everybody, thanks so much for joining us here tonight. Uh, we we had a lot of fun with you, Jeff. Here, and um, if if you're listening on Spotify or, or YouTube or wherever you guys catch catch it, um, what is your take on the deck? Let us know. Uh, send us an, e uh, an email, uh, comments at mur.fm. Uh, we'd be glad to talk with you about it. Um, you, unfortunately, you can't hassle Jeff about it, but we'll, we'll direct any of your grievances directly to him. I mean, so, you, can, you can hassle Jeff. He's on our Discord. Like You could track him down true. there. He's uh, one of our patrons. Yeah, we use my real name here. Like I'm not hard to find. Yeah, it's, it's pretty easy. Um, even, I have the Discord link up on the, on the chat, and it's probably somewhere on our website, maybe. But yeah, so everybody, uh, thanks again for listening, uh, hanging out with us here tonight. Uh, send us a message if you feel. Wherever you guys listen to podcasts, email us at, over at comments at mur.fm. And uh, thanks, everybody, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks, thanks Joe. Me. Really appreciate it. Bye.